Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So here's the picture of this little girl singing this song. I know she's a grown-up woman, but she's still petite. And I just see, I just see our worship leader leading us in this song. Bring back the head of my enemy. So you got to visualize what's really going on. She's singing this song, but she has this bloodied head on her, on the top of her hand, blood running down her arm. Oh, I just made the song way better or way worse for some people. But where does she take that head? Where did David that day take the head of Goliath? That day he took that head, and the Bible says after he cut the head off the enemy. See, his, his, your gift will knock the enemy down, but the weapon that was forged against you, the thing that was supposed to take you out is the thing that you pull the sword out of the enemy's sheath, the sword that was forged against you to destroy you, and you take that very thing and you cut off the head of the enemy. And that all happens in the midst of praise. That happens all in the midst of love. I don't mean to offend any English people, but that's a, a bloody good praise. And do you know where he took that head that day? He took that head and he, the Bible says he stuffed it, he shoved it, and he put it into the side of a hill. Does anybody know what hill that was? That hill was called Golgotha. Can you pick up a spirit of revelation happening right now? Goliath of Goth. He took the head of Goliath and he buried it in, into this hill that would be called Golgotha because it was a place where it was predetermined by God to be symbolically that day and forevermore when the cross of Christ came down on that hill that day, his heel crushed the head of the enemy. Say, my final victory. We live in a, we live in a theocracy and a meritocracy at the same time. A theocracy is God's ruling and reigning in my spirit. I am born again. I'm seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. I am a co-heir with Christ. My spirit is as born again as it ever will be. I am perfect. Don't mind that little bump on my... That, that's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I'm being perfect perfected in my body. I am absolutely perfect in my spirit because I become one with the spirit of the living God. This is the principle of how we live. We live from our victory that was purchased for us and we live from our righteousness. I live from there. I cannot be defeated because I'm already a victor. I woke up today with an A++. Come on, I woke up already a victor. I didn't have to do a thing. I just went like this. Is that you, Tammy? Thanks for the coffee. And I had an A++. All I had to do is praise him. Because even though I, wo I woke up with an A++, I, I had to praise him. I had to bow down. I had to make my meritocracy the realm of seed time and harvest, this realm that I, I live in, in my physical and soulless body and my soul, in the soulless realm of my mind, my will, and my emotions. I had to make the, the, the theocracy 
of which I live in my spirit in the heavenly realms. God is ruling and reigning and I'm ruling and reigning there, but I gotta make that theocracy come into this realm and my meritocracy becomes a theocracy. That this realm is bowing to the will of the Father. And my victory begins to be manifested as the spirit of excellence comes forth. And I begin to praise God with spirit, in spirit and in truth. So we, gotta, we live in a dichotomy. Somebody say dichotomy. We're living in the spiritual realm and the physical and soulish realm simultaneously. And doing that without having schizophrenia is the first miracle. Because sometimes you feel like a not, no, that's wrong crowd. Sometimes you feel victorious and other times you don't feel victorious. And it's usually when the circumstances are going the right way, when you get a pay raise, come on, somebody say amen. Or, or, or when you get a new car and things feel right in the physical realm. But I want to tell you, you don't just have, you don't have to go around your whole life as just a thermometer. You can go around your whole life every day as a thermostat where you shift and change the atmosphere. When you wake up and you feel the oppression of the enemy, all you have to do is bow down. All you have to do is praise him. And then all of a sudden, there's a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors and sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out of me, out of me. So here's the dichotomy. We're living from our righteousness. We're living from our victory. And now we're bringing that into this realm. And that needs a spirit of excellence. Say, I need the spirit of excellence. What does excellence entail? The spirit of excellence is a gift. You can't bear it. You have to receive it. Whenever you see spirit in the Bible, it's, re it's talking of a gift that will be released to you. Say, I need a grace to be a generous receiver of the spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence will fit you and mold you and make you and give you the credibility and the strength. I... I Here's the truth of the matter. Without Christ, I am nothing. Yeah. Without God, I'd be dead at the very minimum. How many, how many know there's a whole lot of things worse than death? But that would be the minimum of which I would be. I, I would not have been rescued if it wasn't for God's grace, his enabling power. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says that God is able to make all his grace abound to you. So in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound. Say, I will abound in every good work and charitable donation. I'm abounding this morning. I receive the spirit of grace. I receive the spirit of excellence today in my life, now. So you don't work for, see, you didn't work for your righteousness. That was a gift of God. You don't work for your excellence. Say alignment. I'm coming into alignment with God's purpose and I need excellence. When I shower every morning, sorry about the visual. 
when I clean my, the fingernails on my left hand, my left, I don't, I'm not a mechanic, so I don't really need to clean my nails, like, but I do it on purpose because when I'm standing in the shower and, and I'm getting ready for my day, I begin to call forth excellence. Just the, the details in my life. I just say, Father God, I thank you for the spirit of excellence coming upon my life. And I go to my right hand. I say, Father God, I thank you for a strong, for an anointing to finish strong. And I thank, I thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of might. And I'm just, I'm just doing, I, I have intention. How many people want to live your, the dream that God had for you to live? Okay, uh, Lord, is there any way you can transfer some of their, the great things that you have for them into my account? Oh, oh, wow. How many people want to live the dream of God to the maximum potential of your life? There's some things that you just got to do, though. See, when we go into the promised land, we, we don't go into the promised land and... and and just step across the Jordan and, and go into the promised land with no resistance. Even though he, he the enemy is coming to seek, steal, thank you, and destroy. But God is coming to give life and life much more abundant. So there's going to be resistance. There's resistance from you to possess your promise. There's resistance in this world. There's, there's the, the zeitgeist and the weltgeist, the spirit of the age and the spirit of the world that is trying to capture your attention. Amen, brother. He's trying to capture your attention and trying to contain you and to stop you from fulfilling purpose and living the dream of God in your life. And that's why we're coming to you this month and saying, you need, we need, we all need a spirit of excellence. Can I get you somehow to cry out to God over these next several days? Because it's, there's a reason why we must be excellent at our craft, excellent at our, at our, uh, our job, and excellent at the things that we do because it's setting us up and preparing us. Say, I'm being prepared by a spirit of excellence. I'm being prepared today by a spirit of excellence that I receive into my life. All the best things come as gifts. All the best things come as gifts. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave, gave his only begotten son that whomsoever would believe upon him would not perish, but have everlasting life. When does everlasting life start? When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the potential now. You have the po po potential now. The potential now. Somebody say potential. His victory is my potential. But there has to be a lambano. There has to be a receiving. There has to be a laying hold of the promises to bring them, Tom, from the ethereal realm. Tom, you know, because you're a word man, you know that God lives on the inside of you. And he's just just roar and said, come on, Tom, let me out. Let me into that home. Let me into that region. Let me into that church. There's a river of life. The, the river of life has to flow out of me for, for things to shift and change. That's why you got to speak the word of God. You got to declare the promises. When you declare the promises, they begin to shift and change. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 says, when two or more agree upon any one thing, where two or more agree, that word agree is symphonio. It's when two come into symphony. What does a symphony produce? A harmonic sound. It releases a frequency. 
There's a frequency that wants to come out of you and your spouse when you agree in prayer. There's a frequency that wants to come out of you when a church member comes together with a church member. There's a frequency that, that is released from your lives that begins to shift and change and begins to open up opportunities and begins to disrupt the plans of the enemy when you come into agreement together. This morning I'm speaking to you about an excellent spirit. You need an excellent spirit in this realm. You, everything you do, we do as unto the Lord, as for working for him, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord, not from men. Ev say everything. Thank you, three people. Let's say everything. I do. I do it as unto the Lord, not for men but I'm working for such and such and so and so. Or the church, I'm working for this board, or I'm working for this government institution. No, no, you're not. Everything you do as a believer, Benita said it earlier, everything we do it. What do you mean, everything? You mean everything? Everything. Are you a believer? You're a believer, but has he become Lord? You know what a spirit of excellence does? It comes on the coattail of you making Jesus Lord over every area of your life. That was a good place for amen right there. Say amen or are we? Can you give me a nap? This is what this is all about. Thank you, baby. This is what this is all about. Spirit of excellence isn't just so you can, you know, do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it with who you want to do it with. Spirit of excellence comes on the coattails of obedience. Whatever I do, I do as unto the Lord, not to men, not for men. Because it is the Lord God that I am serving. Everything I do, the Hebrew word avoda, say avoda. It's a Hebrew word that the, the Jewish people use for work, and it's the, the exact same word they use for worship. Avoda, same word. So when you're cracking and popping and snapping, Ian, you're worshiping God. Why? Because you're in obedience of, to the call. You're in, you're in the right time, at the right place, with the right people, and when you're in that area of, of your obedience, when you're being excellent, which has to do with the spirit of obedience, Gabe, when you are writing a program for somebody and you're coming in contact with somebody, you're in a right place at the right time. And even just your presence, as you spend time with God, there's an effervescence of the spirit of love that will come out of you and begin to envelop people all around you. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're still an agent for God and you need to do it with all your heart, your soul, and your mind as doing it for the Lord, not for men. And when you do, oh my God, kingdom of God comes to this world. Yeah, it's okay. You can clap. I don't mind. I'm in that... I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people this morning. Somebody right now, you're, you're being healed. You're being healed of a lung issue and a breathing issue. Just lift your hands if, you're, if you're having, you've been having difficult breathing recently. Thank you. Anybody else? Two. Anybody else? I feel there's one more. Three. Four. Okay. The Lord gave me a few words of knowledge earlier. I'm, I'm in the right place at the right time, and guess what? So are you. 
this is this is obedience. You say, yeah, I don't know if I want to go. Ah, man, it's sunny out, and I just got to roll off, and I can go right down to the water, and uh, and I could just uh, there's so many things I could do. But you just said, no, I'm going to go to church this morning. You're here on a divine appointment because God is about to breathe the rock hakodesh the holy breath, the breath of God into your lungs right now. I command your lungs to be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I command right now every breathing issue to be gone in Jesus' name. I speak to that python spirit trying to choke the breath of life out of you. And I command you to bow your knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come down and get off of these people in Jesus' mighty name. Say, I receive my healing today. Somebody has a right rotor cuff that the doctor even said that there's deterioration in it. And I just want to say you're healed. Who is the one with, who has a right rotator, rotator cuff? What in the world? Ian, help me out here. What is Rotator cuff, thank you. It's a, different from a potato cup. Way different. Who, whose right shoulder's been bothering you? Okay, anybody else? Two, three. Anybody else? Right shoulder. Four, five, six. Okay. Say, Father. Come on, everybody say, Father. I receive my spirit of might. I receive the power of my purpose this morning. The right, whenever you're dealing with the right side or the right arm or the right hand, it's talking about the power of God coming out of your life. And the enemy's trying to stop you. Come on, can you hear the, those that raise your hand? Hear me this morning. The enemy's trying to stop you, and this is a word of knowledge. This is gonna lift off of your life. This is going to lift off your life when I get done praying together. You're going to have a, a full range of, mo of motion, and you're, and you're going to feel even the warmth. Three of you are going to feel warmth in your shoulder. and other, there, There's just going to be mobility and the ability to release the power of God and take the next step and the next inevitable level of God that you're supposed to step into. So, Father God, right now, I speak to even the spirit of infirmity that is set into that shoulder, and I command that spirit of infirmity to let your claws loose right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I command you spirit of infirmity to bow your knee and come out of those shoulders in Jesus mighty name. Father God I pray for right now for a healing anointing to go into those shoulders. Say Father I say Father I receive my healing now, see, the, Jesus is in the room to heal right now. Whenever there's words of knowledge coming forth, that means he's present to heal. You can get healed of something that I'm not even calling out. Jesus. Ian, can you just stand up? Hopefully I'm not messing with the cameras too bad, but oh well. There's a heal. Can you just hold your hands out like this? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, King of Glory. Can you just stand behind him, please? Yeah, hurry, quickly. Or there, there, there's, okay, that's good. Hallelujah, I think you can handle this. You look like you're walking in your excellence in this moment. Hallelujah. Just hold your hands like that, yeah. Hallelujah, praise you, Lord. Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for a healing anointing healing coming out of these hands right now. Healing coming out of these hands right now. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. When you're, when you're manipulating joints and when you're, when you're laying hands on them, you're, you're going to sense even the lightnings of God come out of your hands in this season. You're, the people are going to, unfortunately, they're going to be a one-stop shop and you're not going to be replete clients, but that's okay. He's got lots more coming for you. He's got lots more coming for you. He's got lots more coming for you. And as you begin to release the healing anointing out of your life in this season of your life, you're going to 
you're going to be a participator in the healing anointing. Just find, just release it and it will flow through you and it will displace everything that the enemy has been coming against you with in this season. I release a healing anointing now in Jesus name. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness this morning. God's healing people right now of heart issues, heart issues. And the Lord says, your, your healing and your deliverance. Can you hear me this morning? I want to say your, your heart healing this morning is wrapped up in you receiving a grace to forgive. Tammy and I would pray for years about a grace to, for, to operate in, a, in, a, in forgiveness. And we literally have a grace to forgive. Lord, I'm not looking for opportunity. This is not a challenge. I'm not saying knock the chip off. Nothing, Dad. I'm good. Thank you. But there's sins that you need to ask God for a forgiveness for, like lust of their eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the ones that you know you did because you commissioned it. Whether it was a weakness, blindsided, or just a proclivity of the flesh or a failure or whatever, I, there's, it's under the blood. You just have to ask for forgiveness. And then it's applied. But there's sins of omission, the areas in your life where you don't know that you're sinning because of cognitive therapy, a cognitive training that has gone on because of trauma or abuse in your life, and you react and you respond differently in different circumstances because of the training that happened through the abuse or the trauma. So you don't know you're missing the mark when sometimes every day you're missing the mark. So you say, Father God, give me a grace to repent for the sins of omission, the areas where I don't know I am sinning against you. You may have this unforgiveness that is down deep inside of your grade three teacher that said you are going to be the most unlikely to achieve. I forgive my teachers as well. But look at me now. God is so faithful. All you have to do is bow down and worship. All you have to do is praise him. All you have to do is fall back into his rest. Don't be offended because you're being challenged today. Don't let offense stop you from receiving the spirit of excellence that you need to fulfill your purpose. Pastor Kevin spoke last Sunday about the spirit of excellence. And he started off with, with Daniel and how that Daniel had a spirit of excellence upon his life. There is, there is four things that Pastor Kevin said. Let me see if I can find them. Right at the beginning, where was that? When we are talking about excellence, we're not talking about perfection. So we're not talking about being, being completely perfected and at the same time receiving a spirit of excellence. Excellence is doing a common thing in an uncommon way. I remember when I started off in ministry, I was, uh, I was the announcements uh, guy at um, uh, Tail Kicking Saints. Do you remember? Was that that's the name of our, our, or was that in Kingston? Do you remember in, in, in Napanee when we were helping youth pastor there? What was the name of that youth group? TKS, I think it was. Tail kicking saints. So that's what we thought we were. And anyway, I was the announcements guy. So I would, I would write, I pray over the, they were, they were not, they did not become announcements. They became anointments. Tommy Barnett said, 
If I had a youth ministry in the Mojave Desert, I would have camel valet service. I would, those announcements would, were the most exciting thing. At least I thought they were. I gave it all. Say every day is Super Bowl Sunday. Every day we leave it all on the field. Every day we empty all nine yards of that fifth, that box of 50 cal bullets. Every day God has, has something for you to say and create. Every day the spirit of excellence is a thing that can help you. Say, whatever I do, I do with all my heart. Whatever I do, I do with all my heart. As for doing it for the Lord, not for men. Since it is the Lord Jesus Christ that I am serving, not man. Whatever I do, I do with all my heart. I'm telling you, as Christians, we need to be the best employees out there. I got, any, I got to come on anyway. We should shine gloriously. Do you know when you're working, you're actually worshiping? The Hebrew word avoda is work and worship. Same, they will use it in the same cognitive sentence. So when you're in your job, Jody, when you're, when you're selling those photo packages or you're golfing or you're doing your show or you're governing and, and delivering or whatever you're doing, all on the field, baby. Leave it all. When you go to that, that school and you're doing a presentation, you're like, it's just not another day in the office. Casual Christianity kills the saints. Amen. Say, I am not. Come on. Say, I am not just a mere man. Say, I am royalty. When I walk into a room, the atmosphere changes. Because I come across strong and, and bold, you take it for arrogance. And I'm not saying I haven't been arrogant, but I don't mistake it for arrogance. Because when I walk into a room, the spirit of oppression, depression, the spirit of murder and fear all begins to bow when royalty of an ambassador of the kingdom of God has shown up. Because whatever I do, you're going to get 110% from Barry Miracle. Whatever I do, if I'm going to do it, I wouldn't play another video game except for Angry Birds. You know why? Because I was the world flipping champion of Angry Birds. I would, if I can't win, I ain't playing. If I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like, I'll play family games and I'll just, you know, do my thing. And you know what, but I, I'm telling you, if I, if, if it's a, if it's something that's little significant, I'm all in or all out. You know why? Because I'm not a casual Christian. I'm royalty. Whatever I'm doing, wh say whatever. 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 <laughs> it's not whatevs, it's whatever I do. 
I do with all my heart. Come, he can come. Come. Whatever I do, I do with all my heart. Whatever I do, I'm going to be the best grampy ever. Whatever we do, receive the spirit of excellence in the midst of the presence of God. There has to be devotion. There has to be an everyday. Whatever I do, I do it with all my heart as for doing it for the Lord, not for men. Everything I do, say everything. I do. I do with all my heart. When I'm picking out steaks, <laughs> when I'm picking out steaks at the butcher shop, I'm analyzing. I, those are not good enough. I said, go cut me an inch and a half. Come on. Those are, too, those are for skinny people. I need an excellent steak. Yeah. Amen. I'm watching TV. Come on, men. There's no such thing. Ladies, there's no such thing as having enough purses. Come on, somebody give me an amen there. And men, we know this. There's no such thing as too big of a TV. Can I get a better amen there, somebody? Because I want to watch, I want to watch Super Bowl in excellence. High fidelity. Big screen TV. 80 inches. No, my, my brother and my sister is not too big. Amen. Yes, amen. Soon enough, son. Excellence is always a process that is making progress. Something else, Pastor Kevin. We're in this meritocracy. We're in this time of seed time and harvest. And because we're in this time, in this season, we are making progress in the midst of the process. Say, I'm making progress. Say, I'm making progress in the midst of the process. I don't, I, I, I don't get stuck stuck in a valley. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we can't get stuck. Our identity can't be in that trauma, can't be in that valley. It can't be in that hurt or in that wound or in that election that didn't go right. We cannot allow ourselves to stay in those moments, say, I'm making progress. in the midst of the process. I'm not staying in the valley of the shadow of death. Say this too shall pass. Your identity is not in your frailty. Your identity is not in your failure. Your identity is not in somebody else's offense and abuse that he, that, that person put on you. Say, I'm bigger. Say, my calling is bigger. My election is bigger. My purpose is bigger. Because my God is bigger. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Say, Christ in me is my hope for glory. See, but the, here's the issue, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need the anointing. You don't need faith and you don't even need tongues when you're in the sweet by and by, when you go to heaven. 
You don't need faith because you don't need faith when it's manifested. So you don't need pie in the sky. You need steak in the nasty now. The word of God was delivered unto us so we could create heaven here on earth. Are you a kingdom now guy? I believe I am. I believe now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Now faith is. Do I believe that earth is going to be perfected before he comes back? Man, that would be good. Is it possible? The word says it's possible, but can he find some saints that will receive a spirit of excellence in this meritocracy, in this physical and soulless realm? Can he find some saints that will be, take this thing for real and begin to live their life and whatever they do, they do it as unto God. I tell you, if we can get 20% of the believers in Belleville to do this, we would take the nation. Nothing of what I plan to say today, praise the Lord. I just preached Kevin's message over. Not really, but Kevin always has great points, so it's not a bad thing. But I tell you, we need a spirit of excellence so that we can, we can actually go to the next level. Jesus' name. Please, please pay attention. I'm, I'm probably going to have to release. I have a prophetic word that I released part of it last Sunday. But I, I will post it on Desert Stream uh, on the Facebook page there. Watch it because it's significant. We are coming into a season and God is giving us the next 25 days to get ready for the, for the beginning of the greatest move of the spirit of the living God. He's going to come like he's never come before. He's going to be seen like he's been never seen before. There's going to be signs and wonders and miracles. Do you want to be part of the next move of the spirit? You need to get your place. You need to position yourself and you need to receive a spirit of excellence. He's readying us to get ready to deliver the goods of God into this realm, wherever you are. We don't need everybody up on the pulpit. I don't care. Maybe everybody can, but you need to be, your pulpit needs to be your steering wheel. Your pulpit needs to be your computer. Your pulpit needs to be wherever God has called you to be and be it with all your heart as working for God, not for men, and allow the spirit of the living God to come into that atmosphere and that environment and shift and change and establish the kingdom of God forever and ever right here in this realm. Say hope no longer disappoints me. Pete, say hope no longer disappoints me because I got the Holy Ghost. Stand up. Stand up here. Come here. Just lift your hands. I just release the anointing. I really lift off burdens right now in Jesus' mighty name. And Father God, I release a fresh baptism of hope. I decree and declare that hope no longer disappoints us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rise. Rise in the midst of Peter. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Benita, I just see the joy of the Lord coming upon you in this season. 
the joy of the Lord is going to come out and it's going to be your strength. You made the confession today that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I want to say to you, Benita, matter of fact, this next season, you're going to have to find yourself saying, Father, please forgive me because I feel guilty about the goodness of the Lord that I'm receiving. And I want to say you're going to, you're going to step into some revelation. You're going to step into some favor. God is pouring out favor. Everything that came against you to stop you, to kill you, to destroy you, is producing a better payday. Look for the hidden treasures, Benita, that you're going to find in this next season. And you're going to have to say, Father, forgive me for being critical about myself because I have it so good. The Lord is saying, Benita, receive my joy. I'm going to give you supernatural joy and supernatural favor in this season in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give God a praise for his goodness this morning. Don't be worried. I got one minute. One minute. When am I supposed to be done, Rev? Can I, can I have five more minutes? Can you just raise your hand if I can five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Kevin gave me 45. Shaking has ended in the church for the most part. There's still always going to be shakings, right? There's always going to be things that happen and, and people are, can't handle it for whatever reason and, and leaders will be shaken. But the, the, it was, God was just shaking and everything that could be shooken was shaken and shaken loose. And, 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 and there was a line of demarcation that came and all that kind of stuff. And if you're still, I said, if you're still believing, if you're still standing, if you're still uh -oh, believing in God in this season of your life, you survived the shaking. And guess what, baby? It's time to take over. There's a shaking that's going to happen in the world though. And this is why the, he needs you to be ready because you're going to be an answer. And in the midst of you being an answer, you're about to take over. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Though there be darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people, my glory will rise upon you and be seen on you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and according to the brightness of your rising, so shall the kings come. Let him out of your life. Get ready, because you need to step into those places that are going to be vacated. Don't be astonished when you see heads of states and world leaders taken out in this season. There's going to be a significant leader in Europe that will pass away this September, and it will be a sign from God that the royalty has changed places, and it's time for the royalty of the ecclesia of God to take their place. Are you ready, saints? Will you be ready? Will you spend time? Will you call forth the anointing of the, of the oil of the Holy Spirit to come into your life? It, it's time to get oily, saints. It's time to get filled up. It's time to get into overflow for he is coming. He is coming. He is coming like he's never been seen before. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Is Jeff still around? Jeff, can you just go to the keys? Hallelujah. So here's your formal benediction. Say this after me. Say, Father, I receive great grace for a spirit of excellence. I want to be excellent like David. I want to be excellent like Daniel. I need excellence. I need the spirit of excellence. I need to be good. I need to be excellent at whatever I do. Whatever I do, say this, whatever I do, I do as unto the Lord, not men. Since it is the Lord Christ that I am serving, not men. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, King.
Thank you, King. Thank you, King. Thank you, King. Thank you, King. Can you stand with me this morning? There's some barriers in people's lives. There's some things that have been stopping you and you would get to a certain place and God was providing for you a place and it seems like the, the, the carpet gets jerked out from underneath you. And for some of you, it might be a hereditary curse. From, from some of you, it might just be a wrong training of the enemy. But just before, and I want to tell you this, it happens about 95% of the time. Just before the inevitable elevation comes the spirit of assassination. And that, that trigger, that place that the enemy has always got you to trip up on. We need to deal with that this morning. We need to deal with the boundaries in your life this morning that have stopped you from being propelled into your best moments and receiving. Maybe it's somebody you need to release forgiveness to and, and you might even be sitting there, I can't do it. That's the whole point. That's why you need God. Do, do you, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm not just a survivor, but I have survived. I've survived abuse as a child. I, I survived betrayal. Deep, deep, deep at the core, hardest betrayal a child should ever have to go through. Survived. survived numerous things but I'm not just a survivor because when you step through a gate of opportunity when you step through that gate of opportunity called opposition when you step through the gate of opportunity called opposition you're stepping through an impossibility and when you have the audacity to step through an impossibility, you step into another level of God's authority. Say, what I kill, I get to keep. We're about to step on some snakes and scorpions this morning. Somebody say, I'm about to trample the enemy this morning. Your walk of obedience causes you to trample the enemy. That's it. That's it. My brother, when you, in an impossible moment, when you can't, when you say, God, I can't, and you don't even pray to God. Just, just grit your teeth someday and just take that step in the right direction and you're going to hear a crunch. Because when you trample the enemy, you get trampolined into something better. So we're family here and maybe we can... We're going to say goodbye to the people on on the internet right now don't go yet don't shut me off yet or did you already are we already gone we love you we bless you take a prophetic step forward and crush the enemy this morning underneath your feet we love you and we look forward to 